hello, everyone, and welcome to Kick the Cool. You've done it. You've found it. In the giant sea of cool podcasts that are out there, you've found the one that kicks the cool to the curb, and it is a wonderful place to hang out and spend your afternoon, morning, or night. Uh, I am your big little brother, Tone. I'm your little, little brother, Wopsy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm America's big sister, Shishi. Yay! And this is the podcast that gives you the reviews you didn't know you needed. Now, guys, welcome to the episode 15. Happy 15! Yes! 15 candles. (laughs) It's going to be one of those episodes. It's going to be one of those nights. Um, (laughs) You know, here's what's great. Usually, when we start the podcast, whoever's running the show brings a kind of a topic to the table a little bit and uh i don't have anything to talk about hmm. i i have nothing what about the weather let's actually talk about the weather it's have fine. you guys ever seen tornado in real life seen no because it was too close it just looked like wind wait it was too it was too big <laughs> to fit in your eyes <laughs> from the inside you can't right. tell that it's <laughs> <laughs> no it's because i was in the tornado and so I just saw wind. Like, you can't see the shape of the tornado when you're in the tornado. It just looks like wind. Yeah, I know what you're saying. She, like, if, if you ask somebody if you've seen a tornado, if, if you're asking if you've seen a tornado, it means have you looked, like, across the right. field and seen a funnel coming down from a right. cloud? Right. And I'm also with you. I I have not seen that, even though I saw the big, you know, May 20th tornado from the backside. <laughs> it was it was miles mm-hmm. wide and also just kind of debris. And, and so it didn't look like a tornado. Mm-hmm. So even though right. I looked at that one, I, I wouldn't say I've seen a tornado, but I'm dying to. Is there part of you that is kind of happy when the tornado happened? I, this is terrible. I can't believe I just I'm saying this. No, I think guys, everyone let's that be lives honest. in. Yeah, everybody. I think everybody that lives in Oklahoma gets some kind of a little thrill because it is like an event. And you, yeah. and it's, you have to have that adrenaline so you will survive. And so right. it's like, you know, you have to make your preparations and you have to be vigilant and you have to be alert. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah, let's say the 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 severe weather on television, awesome. Storm chasers, great. Yes. But the, the tornado itself, Bad. we struggle around here. Yes. Me me and my family uh do not do well in tornadoes. There was one time last year where we had six days in a row we got in our tornado oh. oh, no. And that was just like, that's just that's too, too much. much. We were, you know, we were over yes. it. Yeah. But, well, it my Facebook um, memories popped up yeah. on May 20th when, and I think I shared it with you guys, um, when you guys were in the city in the middle of that tornado that just decimated everything, and you just happened to be on the very edge where there was no destruction. Like, there was a just line. barely. Barely yeah. on your yeah. side of your house, Tony, that... You were fine, and the people across the street were not fine, and so that yep. was like the scariest day of my life. Yeah, that it was wasn't scary. mine too. Yeah, was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you weren't even in you your know, house it, it, though. You were across <laughs> town in a cellar or something, right? Uh, yeah, I was. I was. Well, but they said the uh, they named the two cross streets where my house was. Yes, that's and they what... said the the mile wide tornado is now crossing these at right. this intersection. And I was like, oh, I don't have a trailer anymore. Right. And I don't have a brother anymore. <laughs> right. Well, I was going to say, you know, I lived at those same cross streets. Tony and I lived about a, a block yes. and a half away from each other at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I was in kind of a shelter sort of situation. And they said those cross streets, like you said, Tony, and then my power cut out 
and I lost, and all I knew was it was headed my way. Now, I ended up turning, and it didn't hit us, but, like, right. it was headed yes. to us when that power went out, and it was, uh, I was like, it was like a movie-style time for the power to cut out, and <laughs> oh, looking wow. back, I'm just like, it was as epic and crazy and scary as it could have been, yes. but uh, in the time, I couldn't appreciate it. Just remember that your sister was flying home from work to in order to get in front of the TV so she could keep track of where Aww. the storm was. Because they said yours cross streets and it was like, I can't be here mm-hmm. at the library. I have to go now. And then mm-hmm. I couldn't get a hold of you guys for like, I don't know, six hours, something yeah. like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Because no cell phones or anything right. worked. Right. Yeah. Man, that's so funny what we just did. <laughs> Is it? We're really, that was a, what a, wow, Tone. What a great topic. That's a new, <laughs> like, what's That's a new what? segment we got. Yeah, this is, this is our new, new segment, segment called Gut Busters. You know what, though? <laughs> called Gut Busters. Knee <laughs> <laughs> slap. Welcome to Knee Slapper. <laughs> Y'all ever been almost killed by a tornado? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Woo. <laughs> me too. Ah. <laughs> well, I mean, we do sit around and trade war stories here in Oklahoma. So it is it is yes, a very prevalent do. real thing that we think about all the time. So uh, a lot of people, what a lot of people don't know is that we took whenever on, we started this podcast on January 1st, 2020, which seems like a very important, you know, like a, a what, what a, it's kind of a big date, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that we took a solemn vow on that day to help as many people as possible by delivering the most serious and heartfelt and helpful reviews that the world has ever known. Wopsle, I want you to start us off today. What review do you have for us today? I remember the weight that we felt because I wasn't sure that I wanted to do it. And then, mm-hmm. Sherry, you said, Wopsle, if not us, who? Right. Right. If not now, when? when? And I just I felt the conviction. Um, we have so many reviews that people didn't even know they needed, but we ha- we're, we're obligated to bring to people to help. Yes, indeed. I don't know about you guys, but I still have the scar on my hand from our blood oath. Was I the only one that took the blood oath? <laughs> well, I, I just, I told you guys I did, but I didn't actually do it. I was too scared. Yeah, I remember being oh, on the phone and I remember, I remember being on the phone <laughs> yeah. and Sherry going, oh, oh yeah, I got to go to the hospital. And then I was like, well, now do I go ahead and do it? Or <laughs> And then Wopsle had already hung up. But yeah, no, today I do have a very important review and I want us to review Show endings. What I mean by that is we all watch a lot of shows and at the very end of the show, there's like credits and there's songs and there's all this kind of stuff. And then most shows end with some little bitty thing at the very, very end of the show. For example, like this. Frimulon. (laughs) That was good. Oh, yeah. yeah. So show endings. I think it's interesting. It just hit me this week how prevalent show endings are like they get stuck mm-hmm. in your head and like they mean a lot to the shows. So, so I don't know what, what is, what is the deal with show endings? Well, I guess the show endings are like the production companies, right? Like those little things that you're talking about, the Frimulana. Exactly. Sit, Ubu, sit. Yeah. Good dog. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. Sit, Ubu like is stuck in my head so much. Um, I don't even know what show it's from or any actors from that show, but like growing up, I remember maybe it was several shows. I don't know, but I know that dog. And I know that phrase from growing up, all the shows we used to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, to me, they're as powerful as a jingle. They get yeah, stuck in your head. Yeah. yeah. And then you mm-hmm. and you and you also feel a sense of like uh, camaraderie or connection. 
you're like, oh, they, yeah, they did it again. I love that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is again. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Fribulon is a big one. Uh, well, of course, uh, I love it when you do the combo platter of Fribulon. Shh, not a doctor. Right. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Whenever they stack on each other like that and kind of make a whole like, it's kind of like a megazord of show endings where they're like <laughs> right. adding on to each other and becoming something greater than any of the, of each individual yes. part. It's like everybody gives all the credit. Like we are all talking about show openings all mm-hmm. the time, right? Yeah. Like yep. just in conversation, at least once a day, I just say, oh, maybe I hear the blues are calling. <laughs> and right. like, people just expect that from me at this yeah. point. But we're not giving credit to the show's endings, and that's also stuck in all of our head. I think that's why I want to review them is to bring them to the surface because they're just yeah. as important as the openings. To well, me. but the, I think the, the problem I'm running into is I, I could I could sing you approximately 1.3 million jingles or uh, the, the opening <laughs> theme song to yeah. a show. And I, I think I've got two that we've already mentioned. I can't think of any more. Do you have any more? This one is it's, it's harder to to sell, but another another one that is in my head pretty good is. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that one. You picture that it's like the the uh, movie theater at the end of the mm-hmm. Simpsons. That's yeah, that's a really good one. Because they they do shh at the end of that. Right? Oh yeah yeah. And then there's the. I thought you were shushing me. <laughs> I thought I was getting shushed. Oh, you know I would shush you. <laughs> Girl, what about bad robot? That's something. Oh bad yeah, robot. That's one, yeah. yeah. Do bad they say robot. bad robot? Yeah, bad robot. What about the guy yeah. oh, that pulls the pa- paper out of the typewriter and it flies towards the screen? I don't think. I think that has music with it. I was just about to mention that one with the typewriter, but all of a sudden I knew for a fact that that was actually just the end of the opening of Murder, She Wrote. That's all I was going to bring up to is Murder, She Wrote. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) One interesting thing, too, is so in the 90s, ABC had a TGIF lineup that was all of some of the greatest 30-minute family sitcoms in the mm-hmm. world, right? And it's 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 Full House and it's Family Matters and Home Improvement was a part of that and Step by Step, all of these shows that we all know every single word to the opening. And I was like, those shows must have had some epic, <laughs> you know, ending of the shows. And I don't know that they did or what they were. And so I'm wondering, is it because the opening overshadowed the ending or did those just not have any endings that any of us cared about? I don't know, but I'm laughing because the first thing I wanted to say as soon as you said those shows was whatever happened to predictability. That's the first thing that went (laughs) through my head. God, it's so stuck in there. I could use that space for other more important things. Now, what I I'm I'm going to I'm going to hurt a lot of people's feelings real quick, if you don't mind. The reason I don't remember the endings of all those shows is because I never made it through an episode of any of them. What? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I never watched a full episode of a single one of those shows you just mentioned. I know you liked Urkel. I'm sorry, but you can't tell me you didn't watch Urkel. Urkel was great, man. Urkel Urkel made me angry. Hey, guys. Got any cheese? (laughs) I was going (laughs) to I was going to say, Wopsle, you so are good. the white Urkel. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> you are I'm the so white mad. Urkel. 
no, here's the deal. Not only is Urkel the worst, but he came <laughs> yeah. out whenever I was like 11. <laughs> yeah, and so perfect. I impersonated him all the time at every opportunity. <laughs> I, I just asked everybody if you got any cheese. Non-stop. <laughs> oh, you were the cutest. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's a good thing I was cute because I know I was oh, annoying as well. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky that we were all older enough uh, than you that it wasn't annoying like when you know when you're old enough you can just be oh look at that cute little kid he's not affecting me at all he's yeah cute. if you guys would have just been a couple years older like two or three years y'all would have just punched <laughs> me so hard yeah every yeah. time i did one of urkel's <laughs> things yeah if the age split between me and you had been the same as between me and she i would have oh. every time you would have gotten an urkel punch <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah. an urkel punch <laughs> the old Urkel punch, man. But when you're 11, terrible things are often the best. So, okay, Sherry, right, from yeah. when you were 11, when you were 11, what was the best that is no longer the best? Um, was Bosom, no, Bosom Buddies is still good. I can't remember when that was out. Let me think. How about the Shazam Isis Hour? How about Big John, Little John Ooh. on Saturday morning? I don't know if you guys remember any of that stuff. Don't know these. No. no. I got nothing. Nope. Okay. Mine would have been like the the Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Awesome. Uh I you know, I haven't seen it in a while. Um, you know, I had uh, uh Voltron yeah. and uh uh G.I. Joe and Transformers. Well, I just used the trusty internet because that's my crutch. So the Jeffersons was on <laughs> when I was eleven and I loved the Jeffersons. Then we have the Dukes of Hazard. Which was also really good back then. It's kind of at the time, babe. Maybe not so great anymore. Like politically correct. So, oh, politically, it's a dumpster yes. fire. But as <laughs> right. far as like just quality entertainment, it's also a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. Here's the deal, Sherry. Is you're qualifying everything as great the same way that I'm qualifying <laughs> dinosaurs and family matters and step by step? No, I can. <laughs> it's because everything from then is great. When you're 11, everything's great. <laughs> right. Here is my real entry in old shows from when I was 11 that were great then that aren't great now. Greatest American Hero, hands down. My favorite show when I was 11. And it's really mm, terrible. That was amazing. It's really terrible. It's terrible. I tried to watch one because I wanted to relive and I couldn't. He, uh, here is the twist, okay? In The Greatest American Hero, he would lose his superpowers not to kryptonite or any foreign matter that came to Earth from outer space or, you know, magnets or whatever. When he saw the color blue, right, <laughs> he would lose his superpowers. What the heck? He would? She, are you telling me that he would walk outside and the sky would cause him to lose his powers? Yeah, he couldn't fly into the sky because the moment he looked up, he'd be like, well, crap. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the most buck wild thing I've ever heard, if it's true. And I hope that it is. Because that's insane if they would make a power that crazy. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, one the, maybe the one more thought before we do our reviews on, on these is that, you know, I feel like The Office for me has been the most rewatched and binge watched show ever. The very first um, season I ever bought on on DVD 
was an episode was a season of the office. So we just put those DVDs in and go. And so it would go to the end and it, even on the DVD, it would have those little things and then go to the next one so fast. So if it was ever going on in the background for like seven episodes, you know, every 22 minutes you heard it do that thing. And so like the office stops, it's got this little deedle D, which doesn't do anything, but then it's got this <laughs> trumpet that goes, and that's all it is. And so every episode would kind of end and we'd, I'd just be chilling and all of a sudden it would just announce, okay. like, hey, new episodes on. And so, uh, so certain things like, like a Pavlovian response, like if I would have to run uh, in there nice. to the next episode. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's not just TV shows that have, you know, all these endings. Of course, you know, sometimes movies do and even podcasts do. Because uh, I know whenever we're listening as a family, we always have to wait to the very end of our podcast because of our ending. Right. You have to. Right. Yeah. You have to. <laughs> the podcast is not over until my here, my cute little niece and nephew at the end, they are so cute. <laughs> yeah, and Coda, uh, you know, he was two at the time of recording, and he's three now, and so he even sounds a little bit younger, but he always perks <laughs> up and, like, he's on a podcast. And I even heard my daughter tell somebody <laughs> on Roblox the other day that she's on a podcast, and I was like, oh, <laughs> how Technically, awesome she's that? wrong, right? <laughs> that is awesome. She even has her little little episode. Yeah. Her own episode, right? Is that oh, on the right. Yeah, oh, yeah. my so, yeah. She got her birthday episode. I can't imagine how cool you would feel. <laughs> right? I think it's pretty funny that Coda, it, it's only been five months since we started and about uh -huh. five months since he recorded his la his kick cool, but it, he's already <laughs> grown enough that he sounds different. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. So there's the, there's the very end ending uh, where we have the kick cool. Um, and then there's the beginning of the ending where we say love you bye. And there's that middle ground. Now, this seems to be, for me, the most interesting part because it, it feels like every time we do it, it can all go horribly wrong and it probably will. <laughs> <laughs> and so that is my most out. nervous. That is my most nervous every week is that part of the podcast, both recording really? it. And then also listening back to it, just like, what did he do? Did he <laughs> make it? We Is it going to work? <laughs> right. <laughs> we, now, one, 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 one of the reasons it does work is only because we've got bugs covering us up. Exactly. Uh, to a point where right. you can't really always hear what's really going on. Well, listen, I think that show endings are not getting the credit they deserve. Uh, that's why we have been reviewing them. And that's why we need to rate them now. So, uh, Shishi. What do you rate show endings? Well, I I like them that they are so familiar to us and so culturally in, you know, an earwig in a way. On the other hand, I they're really annoying because of that same factor. So I think that oh. um, I would have to rate them the color blue. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so they make you lose all your powers. <laughs> okay. Tone, what do you rate TV show endings? Orange. <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> I, I i first of all i just have to say i can feel i can feel the static electricity in the air and what that signifies to me is how many people we have helped so far this episode <laughs> yes obviously yes you know the endings man i love them i i don't i have no problem with them so i'm gonna give the endings of shows a 
9.3 out of 12. <laughs> Man. Here's what I like about your ratings a lot of times, Tone, is it's usually a nine point something, but it's the other part that changes. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which yeah. is really a unique take on rating, and I respect it, and I like it. <laughs> um, I'm going to rate this one in binary. <laughs> one, zero, zero, one, one. Uh, did you guys know that Frimulon is uh, being said by Nick Offerman? He's the one that oh, recorded yeah. that for Really? You. So, yeah. Good old oh, yeah. Nick. So, once you know it, you can't unhear it, but I never knew that before. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and that followed by Not a Doctor. That means you just got through another Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So good. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, because so of that, I'm going to rate show endings Brooklyn 99 out of 100. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's keep this train rolling. We've helped so many people, dare I say millions, at this point in the podcast. Millions. Sherry, Shishi. Big sister, what do you have to review today? Well, little brother, it is so good to know that my blood did not spill in vain. We've helped so many people. <laughs> so today I would like to review bicycles. Yes. I love them. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Tone, why don't you give me some thoughts on bicycles? I love bikes a lot. And one of the main reasons I love bikes, like my my probably one of my favorite memories of bikes is when we taught Wopsle how to ride a bike. And that was like, it was so fun watching him learn to, you know, picking it up and then taking off like crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. I was a little uh, bit late in learning how to ride a bike, I think. So I was like in second grade, which I feel like is kind of late. Um, but I remember it vividly, like every single detail. I know exactly what happened the day I learned how to ride my bike. And it's a, it's an awesome memory. It's it's a it's one I love and cherish. It was Tony who held the back of my seat while I rode a red bike. Um, that someone had given to us, and it, I think it must have been a girl's bike because it had a lot of girly situations going on there. Yeah, um, it was a girl's, yeah. <laughs> a girly situation. And I remember Tony holding the back, and I was trying to get going out in that grass field. You guys remember where the middle school practiced football? I was going, 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 and he had me, and I was feeling good, and then he still had me, and then I thought he had me, but he didn't because I was riding my bike on my own. And then I heard him kind of from way off say, like, you got it, dude. <laughs> and that's when I turned around. And not only was he far away, so that made me fall, but also I turned around and just bit it so hard. Just like the most comedic fall over teeth in the grass, just like sliding uh, and then got up and like wanted to cry so bad. But Tony came up to me. He was like, bro, you rode your bike. And I was like, yeah. So I got right back on and kept on doing it. Kept riding it, and yeah. We kept riding it, and for the whole first day, the only way I knew how to stop was to fall into the grass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because nobody mentioned that there also has brakes on the thing, so then I don't know if you remember, but then going home that night, uh, we had like a some kind of minivan or something, and, and we had the trash out for the next day for trash pickup. And that day, the way that, then on the way home, the way I stopped is I ran into that trash and like <laughs> slammed into the minivan, and it was just I was like, oh yeah, and I just yeah, learned how to I stop saw. this thing too. What's so, great is you don't know you don't know my side of that story. I've never told you <laughs> that I. That when I let go, I had let go a couple of times already. I just kept up with you. Yeah. And you would like, I would see you starting to maybe glance back and I would grab it real quick. Uh-huh. And uh, the back of the seat or the bar that was back there. And um, 
And so I remember I let go and I sl- I slowed down. I was running behind you, you know, because you were going. I mean, I, you were going really fast. Yeah, you didn't yeah. even need my help. You were going really fast. But it was more of a mental thing. I knew you needed to feel like I, I was your training wheel. Yeah, totally. And so so then I let go and I started to slow down my running and you kept on cruising. And it, I thought to myself. I'm, I wanted to yell, yeah, you're doing it. But I thought, no, as soon as I do that, he's going to fall over. <laughs> and, and so I waited and waited. And then I was like, okay, he can fall over now. You're doing it. <laughs> you're so wise. You were such a wise teenager. <laughs> you were right. You knew it. Oh, I knew it, man. That's so awesome. I'm so glad that I brought this topic up because I've never heard that story. Or if I have, it wasn't enough to stick so um yeah i missed out a lot going to college and and um so it's good to hear those stories it makes me want to hug you mm-hmm. well, oh so now cc i remember you having uh, at a pretty young age quite a stellar bicycle i had an awesome, a yellow and white one if i remember i did have an awesome bicycle banana and- seat i feel like i might remember this one yeah, it was. I was very disappointed when I got that bicycle because I was uh, a, really yes, I was a crappy little kid, and I had my eye on a pink huffy with one of those like bubble gum shaped seats. Does that make sense? Oh. The 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 kind that has uh, like it's just a big square. So when I got a uh-huh. yellow bike with a banana seat, uh-huh. I was I was upset about it. But uh, I I did come around, though. That bike um, took me all over the neighborhood. It took me to school. It took me to the store to get bread for mom. And uh, the seat being longer than the big pink seat that I wanted was great because then I could stick another person on back there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have to ask this question. Now, during mine and Sherry's era, uh, there was a certain word that you used. Uh, that you could use to describe what you're going to do when another person's riding with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Wopsle, do you did you guys have that word? We had a word, yeah. Like so whenever what? they were going like, to ride on the back of your bike. Yeah. Like ours was called, you were giving somebody a pump. That's right, it. Right, you pump That's somebody on your bike. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you give them, give them a pump. I wonder give if they still use that. I kind of don't think so. It doesn't make any sense. That's for sure. Right. Why would they? <laughs> well, you're pumping your legs. So it's like if you give somebody a lift, you're giving them a pump. That's I'm just I making that up. I never thought that before. Yeah, I'm, that's, that's stretch that. a stretch. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Right for there. sure. That's a good pull. For sure. <laughs> I think that's a fact. Yeah. You know, a bike is interesting because it gets lets you do two things for the first time in your life. It gives you enough freedom to get into trouble, right? To go maybe a little bit further than you're supposed to, to do this or to check that thing out. And it also gives you, a bike is the first opportunity to get just hurt real bad. Yes. Yeah. Like is. all of my early injuries were just wrecking bikes. Yeah. I got a big scar on my foot to prove that point. Yeah. yeah. I remember that scar. Yeah. W- one time I, I I turned, I went down a little hill and, and the, the handlebars turned sideways, like like horizontal to my stomach and uh and then i it, like the, the handlebar like went into my stomach and took a giant chunk out of my <sighs> stomach and uh mm-hmm. oh yeah. like just bikes are dangerous but that's kind of it's that's why it's such a pro- important part right. of childhood and you probably cried and it was a bad time and you got back on your bike the next day 
Yeah. Another thing that your bike allows you to do is to start to learn that your mother was right. Uh-huh. That's a good way to learn In that your ways. mother was right. Because the only reason I have a giant scar on my foot is because I was pedaling with no shoes. And yep. and mom had told you many mom had times, told me many it. times to wear shoes. Actually, I think I was getting pumped at that time, but I had no shoes. So I wasn't pedaling and that's why I felt safe. To not like wear shoes. with no shoes seems so dangerous, she. I know. Yes. I, well, yes. not for nine-year-old Sherry. <laughs> there was a cute boy willing to give me a ride on his bike. I'm going with no shoes. That's fine. <laughs> I learned one of the best lessons you could possibly learn. Um, while Sherry got the yellow banana seat bike that she did not want, uh, we, I, if I remember correctly, mom bought the two bikes at the same time. Yes, she did. My bike was a like black and gold. Uh, just the it was the best bike ever. And I would when I saw it, it was like it spoke to me. They called me and I said, <laughs> Mom, that's it. That's the one we have to get that bike. And we did. <laughs> and I rode that sucker so hard for about mm -hmm. What was it, a day? I, th I think it was the second day. <laughs> and on the second day, mom, whenever I was taken off, she said, well, remember when you get back to pull your bike up onto the porch so nobody will steal it? I said, okay, mom. And then, of course, it was getting late. It was almost dark. Time for dinner. Mom's yelling dinner. I come pedaling up speed demon. Doo -doo 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 -doo, and get into the middle of the yard, drop the bike, run inside. The next day, the bike was gone. Oh, stolen my, bike. I didn't even think about stolen bicycles. That's the my world. Yes. Fell apart. Tone. I had a nervous breakdown at age four. It's real yes. life right now. That's rough. I felt it so was sorry a for you. Midlife crisis. It was. Your your mid-decade You remember crisis. that, Susie? You remember, you I remember do, feeling bad for me? I do remember that. I was like, well, what are we going to do now? Because yeah. we can't get another bike. What are we going to do? You got to mm -hmm. have a bike. Like, once you have one, you got to keep having one. You know? Yeah, it's like having a cell phone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah, I felt really bad. And and also, I remember mom going, I told you not to leave that now. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so, oh boy! Yeah, you I heard caught it. it. Mm -hmm. I heard it. You never want to give your mom like full on reason to tell you told you so. That's no. that's too much power for a but mom. But bicycles to have a lot of those opportunities. So mm -hmm. yes. yeah, yeah. Now I do have to make sure and mention this before we're done with this topic. My friend, uh, my my best buddy, and I growing up got so good at riding ten speed bikes. When we were, uh, you know, right before we started driving. So when we were 14, 15 years old, we would ride our 10 speed bikes all around town and we got really good at it. What we did was once we got, we would always ride with no hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, always. And then when no we got to no need for you, what, what do you need that for? And then we had a big, a big hill and. We were coming down this long, steep hill, and I remember I'm sitting there standing up on my pedals, holding on to the uh, crotch bar 
with my knees and uh, <laughs> doing a little imagine. back and forth wave <laughs> yeah. uh, around across the road from side to side yeah. with my legs. I'm standing up. In my left hand, I have a Mountain Dew, and in my right hand, I have a pizza pocket. <laughs> if that ain't teenage boy, I don't know what is. This, I'm right this there. would be so the, 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 the description of childhood right here. That's yes. so good. <laughs> Hurtling down a hill. Yeah. That moment, man, I felt like a god. I felt like a king. Mm -hmm. I was like, nothing can stop me. Right now, I have a, uh, I have a, like one of those little trailers that you attach to your bike because I put my three-year-old in that because he can't ride a bike yet. So we go riding and he rides in a little trailer behind my bike. <laughs> and I was going I over it. going over to pick up this trailer from a buddy's house and he was showing me how it hooks to his bike. And he said, yeah, um, I don't have it hooked up to this bike because I usually have it hooked up to that bike right there. And he pointed to a stationary exercise bike. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of cocked my head and kind of looked at him and, and waited for him to smirk, and he wasn't smirking. <laughs> and so I said, How does he like that? Because <laughs> he's, he's got a son too. And he said, That's pretty good. And I said, Okay. And I said, Wait, he likes being hooked up to that stationary bike that doesn't move? Well, then he just lost it. He showed me that hanging up on the wall up high behind the stationary bike was another regular bike that he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but this picture of him hooking his son up to the stationary bike and just going to town while his kids just sitting there like, seriously, Dad? Honestly, I could see my kids enjoying that because that's pretending, man. You got to use your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I you like picture that. well. So you pictured the little kid, like you know, looking like what, Dad? And I pictured him like gripping the railing and like his <laughs> eyes bugging out of his head, like whoa, having the best time. That's this true because because when you're going fast, you're going as fast as you're going. But when you're not going at all and you have to pretend, you can pretend you're going as fast as right, you want. That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a pretty good point. <laughs> Pretend fast is always the fastest. Put a fan yes. beside you and your hair's going back and you don't know the difference. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's good okay, point. so Tone, what do you rate bicycles? Bicycle. Bicycle. I want to ride my. Um, I'm going to rate it uh, Mountain Dew Pizza Pocket. <laughs> That's my rating. Mountain Dew Pizza Pocket. <laughs> Okay, Wapsa, what do you rate bicycles? Um, I got I gotta rate bicycles um, a full city block wheelie, oh, which I yeah. used to do on the reg. Oh. And uh, we have just a picture that. of that. Yes, and so a full city block. You can do a whole block? A whole block wheelie. That's what I rate bicycles. That's impressive. Nice. Well, I think I'm just going to have to rate this, and this is just right off the top of my head. 28,000. I'm rating bicycles 28,000. They're the most awesome with, things in the universe. That's without a doubt the highest rating we've ever rated anything. So It actually ever. is. Yeah. Mathematically. So speaking. you don't know what my limit is, and I'm not going to tell you. It's 28,000. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Bi bicycles wins. Yes. Okay. I concur. Good topic. Wow. Did you feel how many more people just got helped? So many I'm, more. This people. is blowing my mind today. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, guys, I'm going to finish it up today, and I want to review playing brass instruments. Yeah. Okay. Um, Wapsle, what do you think about playing brass instruments? I am a fan of playing brass instruments. If you really nail me down, I probably prefer brass to woodwind instruments. Ooh, mm. taking a side. Mm. I am. I didn't know we needed to. Okay. The gauntlet has been thrown down. I'll take woodwinds. Oh, she got the woodwinds. Just to be contrary. Sherry, Sherry, what do you think about playing brass instruments? Well, I played a cornet, which is like a trumpet. I don't know what the really yep. what the difference is, but uh, they called it the cornet. So I played that one year in sixth grade. And I believe that I could still play a C major scale if you stuck one in front of my face right now. So nice. Yeah. yeah. One thing you because you you uh, played it for one year in the seventh grade. Is that right? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Uh, one thing you did not get to experience is the level of uh, when you play a lot of music in a row, like for pet band. Uh, you know, something like that. You're playing all night long during the whole football game. Then you go out and you do your marching four songs during your marching routine. Mm -hmm. And then you get back up at the stands and you play again. The lip pain is something else. <laughs> yeah. Wopsle. It's just, listen, if you really think about it, you're like three hours straight, just smacking your lips together so hard. Uh -huh. Like it's going to hurt. And it does. <laughs> Especially though, and then, but then it, you get kind of used to it, but it still kind of hurts. You know what mm -hmm. hurts right now is whenever I play nowadays, because I only play like once every three years. It hurts so bad just from thinking about playing nowadays. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, you bringing man, I this up. Imagine. Yeah, you bringing this up tone makes my, it's going to make my lips hurt all night. And that's, you know, <laughs> just having to live with it. Mine right now have an indentation in a circle on the, <laughs> yeah. in the middle of my lips just from talking about it. Um, so whenever I first started band, we bought me a saxophone knowing I was going to play saxophone. And then our band director asked me to switch to trombone. And I said, no way. All the cool guys I know, namely my older brother, play saxophone. So that's all I'm going to play. And somebody, I don't think it was my band teacher because this would be creepy. But somebody told me early <laughs> on that brass players make better kissers. And I said, <laughs> and I said, my little sixth grade self said, well, trombone ain't too bad. Let me give that guy a try. And, Your little uh, Urkel self. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The only downside I think to brass instruments is, is, uh, is how much your lips hurt. But the upside, you know, you can have a band without woodwinds, but you can't really have a band without brass. Like at least when you want to go listen to, I think that the brass is kind of like makes, makes it up, you know, I'm just kind of feeling like yeah. a. You know, something like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the best sound effect mouth noise we've ever had on Did this podcast. Did you have a trombone just sitting in your closet? <laughs> <laughs> I bet that hurt, wow. hurt your lips right there, didn't it? Uh, it's, it's so bad. Like, life is hurting so bad right now. <laughs> And yeah. I got stuff to do tomorrow. I'm going to have these giant weird red lips. Right. <laughs> and they're going to be like, I know what he was doing yesterday. Kissing. kissing. And Lots he's really good at it. Uh, you know, the, 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 also, you said, I'd like to, I'd like to, to make an addendum. Uh, you yeah. said that the worst thing 
is what it does to your lips. And I think that it actually is going to come in at a tie with uh, dealing with the spit in a your lot horn. Of spit. Mm-hmm. A lot of spit. Dealing with the spit. When you think, when if you are, when you're inside, you got the inside scoop and you're inside the band and you're looking around and you're watching everybody, like, the amount of spit that gets dumped out of horns oh, is so, so much. much and like every horn has a different method of you figure out how the best way to get it to come out the best. And so everybody has their <laughs> little spit tricks. Uh-huh. Can I just say that uh, the other day I saw yeah. uh, something on TV where, you know, it's during the time of COVID. So they have to be so outside socially distanced and all that. And so there was this brass uh, quartet that was playing outside. And I was like, first of all, they are blowing covid straight at their like there's force coming out of the end of that instrument and it is spewing all out they have weaponized it it is like yeah like a cartoon style (laughs) weapon and then i'm like is anybody else thinking about the spit because that stuff is going to be toxic right right now right it's toxic yeah it's like why is that a good idea and it soaks into the carpet in the band room you know yeah, I was going to say, you know, in the band room, of course, the, the trombones are in the exact same place year after year. And I'm sure they clean the carpet sometimes, but not weekly. And so all the trombones well, are just like. that makes a lot of sense like, why it smells like that. Yeah, I always thought it was from the, the dinkles, which are those shoes you're supposed to wear in band. I just thought dinkles stunk. No, it turns out spit in carpet is what stinks. <laughs> spit <laughs> yeah. in the carpet. Turns oh out. Oh, my goodness. That's why it it's stinks so in there. Check this out, guys. I bet you didn't know this. The uh, French horn, or at least uh, the ones I play, I think some of them do, but the one, the horn that I played in high school, uh, the French horn did not have a spit valve. You know, most most horns have a little valve that you press the button, it lifts up the cork, and then you blow without pursing your lips, you blow, and then the spit comes out. The French horn, in order to get the spit out, you had to turn it around in a circle Mm. And kind of like, oh. ma- and make it all Back come out you. where the mouthpiece is. The <laughs> no, worst I remember possible. just sitting there in yeah. band, everyone's <laughs> cool and chill. You've got a few spare seconds, you know, in between something. And all of a sudden, the French horn over there turns into like one of those sign spinners outside of CeCe's Pizza. Just has the horn up over their head, just spinning it around. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're like, what is this guy doing? He just lost his mind over there. Like, oh, no. Getting spit out. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Cool. While I get just spit out, barely, man. you know, push my little cork and just let this, you know, spit get out. But yeah, the French horn was a different world. <laughs> the French horn players dressed in a gorilla costume, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, the French, the Doing French horn too. Tricks. The French horn's incomplete in all the ways, right? Just add a spit valve. Seems like it makes sense. Also, don't make a horn where by design you have to play with your hand stuffed up in yeah. the bell, like. No, just make it where it sounds yep. right without putting your body parts into the horn other than your lips. So, yeah. It is by far the most flawed right. horn. Yeah. Poor guy. He sounds cool, but like I know it's underdeveloped. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So where other horns, they went ahead and built an extra tube. Yes. Mine had my tube is just I gotta stick my hand in there and every movement of my hand is gonna change my tone. Uh, my tuning and yeah. you know and my tone all right well you know what guys i think it's time yeah. well so what do you rate playing brass instruments 
here's my rating. It's a musical one again. <laughs> that, my friends, is the trombone part that uh, one of the Kongs plays on DK64. Everybody's ah, got an instrument, and he wow. plays the trombone part. Nice. And that's that's that one, DK64. You rocked the house, Thank Quatzel. you, Cranky. Thank you, Lanky Kong, for uh, writing that part Lanky for me. Lanky Kong. <laughs> and I also love DK64, so I'm a, I'm a fan of the brass. Shout nice. out to Lanky Kong, by the way. Yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> Shishi, what do you rate playing brass instruments? I got a rate at six for sixth grade. That's what I got. <laughs> <Good one. laughs> it's rated six. All right. Well, I am going to rate playing brass instruments spit carpet <laughs> yeah spit carpet oh wow spit carpet that's what yeah. I, I think that's got to be my rating because it's also my favorite band wopsle was ever in classic hits <laughs> we love you spit carpet we love you yeah i still have spit the t-shirt yeah. spit carpet rules <laughs> yeah i'm gonna rate a spit carpet all right guys we are done yeah. we're done with this podcast for today and i just it's like a warm uh, you know, I'm enveloped in a, in a in a warmth because of all the people that we helped, and this is uh this is our solemn vow. We promise you, we swear, we're never gonna stop doing never, this. Never, never gonna stop doing Just this. Do I need to cut my hand again? We have all the confirmation we need that we've helped some people, but if you would also because because it's clear that that has happened. But if you would like to let us know some of the ways we've helped you, you can definitely get a hold of us. You can email us at reviews at kick.cool. Um, or you can find us on all kinds of social media. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter are kind of the main ones that we're always on a lot. Um, so let, let us know, you know, some of the real life ways that our reviews are helping you. We would love to hear from you. You know, and also I would like to say, if you know someone who's not a big podcast person, feel free to uh, direct them over to our YouTube channel. We have every single episode is on the YouTube channel uh, the moment it comes out on the podcast feeds. So uh, yeah. as well can, as they, the minute can, snippets that are good for sharing. That's right. As well as all the yeah. snippets and things like that. So, uh, you know, you need to go over there and check it out and uh, direct anyone over there to our, our YouTube page. Um, also, we want to give yeah. a huge, huge thank you uh, to the band Bugs, B-U-G-S. We love them so much. And they sing our theme song reviews from the album Self Help. So please go like their Facebook page. And buy their music. Bugs rules. Spit yeah. carpet. These are as good as bugs. <laughs> <laughs> they do kind of seem to be in the same vein, don't they? <laughs> it's just kind of like yeah. gr gross middle school stuff. Yeah. Well, I think this spit carpet is bugs on drugs. Okay, so. Okay, that's going to do it for us this week, guys. And thank you so much for listening. Please, uh, hopefully, we'll be able to do this every, continue to do this every week. And uh, until next week, love you. Bye. Love you.